I'm Conrad Swift, and this is the Cardano Convo Podcast, a weekly podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and follow on your favorite apps like Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever podcasts are available. Today, I'll be speaking with Patrick Tobler, founder of NFTMaker.io, the leading NFT creation engine on the Cardano blockchain. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Patrick. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with NFT Maker. Hi, and uh, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. So, Go ahead. <laughs> so first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what drew you to crypto in general? Sure. Um, so as you can probably hear, I'm from Germany. I'm a computer yeah. science student here in Germany. Uh, I actually just graduated like two weeks ago, um, nice. which is still, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy right now. And um, I've been in, in crypto for like a few years. I started in 2017, as like most people did um, with with Bitcoin, of course. And then I got interested in uh, in Ethereum and then I suddenly found cardano and then you know over the years i've developed more and more into the cardano scene and then was drawn to that and then um last year i decided to get even further into it by by starting my own stake pool and um then you know it somehow happened that i you know wrote my bachelor thesis about cardano and also developed the nft maker which we're probably gonna talk about and uh, all that Oh, nice. And of course, we'll be linking your paper down below as well as probably the Ada pools link to your pool as well. So, oh, cool. Very cool. Um, I know it might be relatively obvious, but for our listeners and viewers, would you be able to explain what is nftmaker.io? Sure. Um, at the moment, the nftmaker.io is just like a very simple tool where you can go to and then you can upload your image add some titles and description to it and then you know uh, pay for it and then in like less than two minutes you'll get your nft so it's it's a very simple nft creation tool and the focus was really to to make this whole process as easy as possible for the users so a user experience is like the main thing yeah. um but for sure uh, at the moment you know, the whole NFT maker project was like a one to two week project um, at the beginning. And then it somehow got really popular and we've minted a lot of NFTs. And we, um, I have this cool statistic that I always uh, brag about. Uh, I just found out that over one third of all NFT policies on Cardano have actually been made by the NFT maker. Wow. So that's that's like a crazy that's statistic. Huge. That's huge, right? So that doesn't necessarily mean we have like the most NFTs made on Cardano, but it, what it does mean is that we have the most individual users who made their own NFTs on Cardano, which I think is super cool because it just, you know, uh, it proves that by putting the user experience first, we can actually channel a lot of people into it. And now I'm working full-time on NFT Maker version 2, um, yeah, which is uh, going to be like a marketplace later on. Oh, wow. That's one thing I was excited about. I saw that tweet about version 2, and I was like, I'm because it is very easy to make an NFT with NFT Maker. 
But to be able to have an outlet by which to get like to sell off the NFT would also be an amazing addition. So I'm ha- really happy to hear that, as I'm sure many are. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not only going to be like an addition. Um, it, it's going to be com- a completely restructured product. Like we've been spending like no time on improving NFT Maker version one and completely redesigning version two. Uh, or completely designing it from scratch. I mean, mm-hmm. um, rebuilding everything in the back end, rebuilding, you know, uh, buying new servers, all that stuff. It's it's crazy and it's going to be really good in my opinion. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, I am too. Um, one thing I did want to ask, you were talking about Ethereum and there are multiple cryptocurrency platforms that allow production of NFTs. What made you choose Cardano as the blockchain platform to build your project on? I mean, as a developer, I'm always gravitated towards the tech- best technology. And um, for me, it's it's very clearly that that's currently Cardano. Um, I mean, also, you know, I'm, I'm a student. I don't have that mu- much money. At least I didn't have before the price explosion of Cardano <laughs> this year. Um, so I was always like very um mad about just the minting costs and transaction fees on ethereum so that's just like a it's it's not sustainable i can't go ahead and mint an nft for 50 dollars or 100 dollars that that's just uh, that's insane yeah it's insane since we've been talking a little bit about ethereum um do you plan to offer the possibility of converting nfts purchased on the ethereum platform to cardano's in the future and if so how might that work yeah, so that's something I've been thinking about a lot um, because that would, of course, push the entry barrier a lot uh, or bring the entry barrier lower, um, which is always the goal. And there, it's it's definitely possible and it's definitely something we will do at some point. Um, I'm not sure if it will be right at the beginning of like the launch of NFT Maker version 2, but sometime in the future. And the idea here would be that you have like somehow a smart contract on Ethereum that would take the NFT on Ethereum, so the ERC721 token there, and burn it so that it's not usable anymore, and then remint, and then be somehow connected to another um, tool like our NFT maker or or maybe a smart contract, it doesn't really matter, um, that will, would then remint this whole NFT on Cardano again. So that's like the technological idea behind that. Yeah. And it's it's very possible. And I think that some people are actually like working on like the ERC20 converter is basically the exact same concept. That's right? what I was thinking when you yeah. were talking about that, because I know with the ERC20 converter, it's the idea like if we're talking about singularity net, because that's the big example we a lot of us yeah. in the Cardano space use is you take that AGI token, put it into a contract where it gets locked and then it triggers the cardano version to be unlocked so i would imagine it could either be similar to that or the burn is the once you move it over it's there so yeah yeah it's it's basically the same thing and i mean you can do it in both directions as well of course um that's that's no problem but why why would you want to move from cardano to ethereum (laughs) oh no i agree that's not something i would but i know there are some people that love ethereum so that like one just having the freedom to do so doesn't mean one will want to like i wouldn't that that's true yeah that's true i think like cross-chain interoperability is is super important for like the future of crypto right oh yeah and uh, have that ability so that when if ethereum does fix its gas fee problem 
then because I'm not the I'm blockchain agnostic, I guess is the term. It I think there can be multiple blockchains that are used in the future. It's not just, oh, Cardano is going to be the only No, there's going to be multiple and having that interoperability is going to be really important. For sure. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So I know you touched on this just a little bit, but how will smart contracts affect NFT makers future? And do you expect to see a huge boom in the NFT listings or the NFT market when smart contracts come to Cardano? Yeah, so um, at the moment, you can only mint NFTs or create NFTs on the NFT maker. And what smart contracts will allow us to do is actually like trade them in auctions or like just a normal marketplace type of type of trading, which would then, um, and that, that that's all completely decentralized. That's the cool thing about it. Of yeah. course, I can go ahead and already uh, trade some NFTs or auction them, them off right now with like a centralized entity that you send money to and then you know that person decides who's the highest bidder and stuff like that but that's that's like the opposite of what we want with uh, cardano um, and with decentralization so we as nft maker are waiting for um, like smart contracts to launch and then we will use them to actually build like a decentralized auctioning and trading platform and that's that that's definitely a reason why why people hopefully (laughs) make more nfts and and sell nfts and that's uh, like everything i'm betting on so i i think that uh, there will be a huge explosion in nfts and also in nft marketplaces on cardano i mean there there are new ones coming out like daily or at least uh, getting announced daily at this point yeah i'm hoping to see i've heard many people talk about using nfts as a loan mechanism for example, let's say if we have an NFT that, let's just say it's worth 100 Cardano, somebody might be able to, willing to lend you 50 Cardano for it. And if you don't return it with the interest that was agreed upon, then that NFT goes to their possession, similar to like a title loan almost. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. And, and also just the connection between um like real life art and nfts so for example you have like this huge expensive painting in, in some store trezor thing yeah and then you you mint an nft for that and then basically the you you would uh, give the nft to that loan marketplace and then uh, could get interest based on that so that that's like one of the one of the cool interconnections between the real world and the nft space in my opinion oh yeah that'd be amazing um what are the forms of artwork currently listed as NFTs on NFT Maker? We see paintings, photography, some GIFs and memes, anything else? And what formats or other NFTs do you aim to provide in the future? Yeah, so um, I mean, you basically listed all of them that are already on there. Um, it, most of them are actually like trading cards at the moment. Um, and I think that's the case not only for our NFT platform, but also for like the whole Cardano NFT space and also probably the whole NFT space in general. Um, but this will shift in the future, I believe. And um, regarding the file formats, we, we currently only support images. Um, so only like JPEGs, PNGs, GIFs and stuff like that. But in the future, we will, uh, with version two, we will support like 3D objects. Um, we will support audio, video, and uh, also at some point documents. And I, I want to get a little bit deeper on this because there's oh, actually, 
Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, there, there are actually two parts to this NFT Maker version 2 that we're working on. And uh, one of them is NFT Maker version 2. So the, the platform, the marketplace, so to speak, for the end users. So for, for people like you and I, or uh, just artists who want to list their paintings on there and stuff like that. And then there will also be a second component, which is called NFT Maker Pro, we will, which we will release uh, next week, actually, like a beta of it, at least. And um, the NFT Maker Pro actually allows you to mint large batches of NFTs. So that would, is what you would use if you want to mint like 10,000 NFTs. And oh. the idea here is, here is that we use this as a backend, like as the foundation that the NFT Maker version 2 is built upon. But also other projects can go ahead and use this as the foundation for their NFT platform or their big NFT drop or, I don't know, their Spotify clone or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and that means that the NFTs are completely customizable. And so you can basically upload every single file format that you want. And, um, and I, think, I think that's pretty cool. Well, that's, <laughs> I hope that it's going to be. I mean, that sounds revolutionary for Cardano's blockchain, at least because, as you said, there's, I've seen animations, I've seen, so GIFs, PNGs, JPEGs, like, so static images, but I haven't seen, like, no one's selling music on there, no one's selling, like, there's no podcast being sold there, there's no documents I've seen, so having that be available, again, it would just draw in so many more people, because you, if somebody's wanting to put something on the blockchain forever for it to be there, let's say, like, your paper, your research paper, you want that to forever be available, and not have anybody be hindered in getting it, for example, from a publication or from, I know it's not JAMA, but like a JAMA source or whatnot. So they can just yeah. go to the blockchain. You can have a link to it and just, they can pull it no matter what. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's, that's the next step. Yeah. So along with the previous question, where do you hope to see NFTs or the NFT space in two years? I hope that NFTs will evolve um, out of their, you know, trading card type of thing uh, because that's nice and that's cool. And, and like, I know that people in crypto like to collect things and sell them for higher prices. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that NFTs are like one of the core building blocks for basically every single decentralized application. There are like very few decentralized applications that you can use without having to interact with an NFT even if you don't even know about it. And um, so I want to see like the connection to, to all these dApps and to um, also real life uh, objects. So like I mentioned, the real art uh, paintings or like even putting your car or your house on the blockchain, which is of course very difficult to do because of regulations and stuff like that, yeah. especially in Germany. Um, but I think that's definitely like the direction we're going. And I think that, NFTs are like infrastructure and, and it's it's kind of weird that people associate NFTs with only art at this point because that's that's not what NFTs are. NFTs are just one of the building blocks in like the crypto ecosystem. I yeah. Think. I think a lot of people think of it as art because when you get articles that are like JPEG art sold for six million dollars, like that's gonna get yeah. people's attention as opposed to oh NFTs could possibly be used for loan structures in the future, given that yeah. our, if our ecosystem or our infrastructure changes. 
like that isn't as catchy i imagine for a lot of people as in like this 8-bit art sells for again like millions of dollars so i mean i'm glad that helps drag people like bring people in i say drag but bring people in (laughs) as opposed to like i understand maybe maybe this is a case like you know the internet back in the 90s like it was very much like how many moving images can I get on this web page? Like no real cohesiveness. Like it just was kind of all over the place. But like ten years, twenty years later, it's like really well put together and like has more function now than just for fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It has to start somewhere, and and art seems to be the perfect opportunity for that. So one other question I had was. How are you protecting creators in terms of the value of their artwork? I see that NFTs on NFT Maker do not have watermarks. For example, if one simply wanted to take a screenshot of a displayed artwork, one doesn't necessarily have to purchase the artwork to own it. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that or... Yeah, um, first of all, regarding the watermark, uh, because I've seen a lot of NFT projects do that. And the, the point here is that it's completely useless. It's like just... It doesn't make any sense at all to put a watermark onto an NFT uh, on on the marketplace or so, because everybody with like very little technical understanding can just go to the blockchain and then go to one random blockchain explorer and pull out the link for the image. So that takes little effort. Um, you yeah. can do it in ten seconds, and um, like the watermark mark is useless. But of course, uh, protecting rights is very important. Um, and I think it, it's it's important to think about what NFTs actually are. And and to me, NFTs are like an ownership certificate kind of at the moment. And um, so so the person who owns this NFT owns some certain rights attached to this NFT or to this image. And um, so it's it's more about what rights does the nft store it's not really about the image that the nft stores because the image is always available to you and it's the same for you know everything else on the internet you can you can download an image of the mona lisa or, or whatever yeah and that's uh, i think it's the same but the question is um when you own this nft do you for example own the distribution rights for that image do you own the copyrights? Do you own whatever random rights that the um, creator associated to this NFT? And and I think it's yeah, it's more comparable to a license uh, than to like really like an um, an entry to the NFT or like a protection system for the image. I mean, yeah, yeah. if that's understandable. I don't. Oh I yeah. Rambled. Oh no, you're good. Um. It kind of gives me thoughts of like a teleprism where, yeah, like let's say you go to your university, university, you just graduated and you now have a degree. For example, let's say they give everybody in your class the same degree, but it's because it's attached to your identity. Somebody could just copy the certificate, but it doesn't exactly. mean that they've got it. So, no, I see what That's you mean. That's exactly it, yeah. But you see it from more of a actual substantive viewpoint where a lot of us are probably looking at it again from like, oh, it's artwork. Like, it's just the image, whereas there's metadata behind it that we don't yeah. see. Yeah, and that's that's very unfortunate because at the moment, um, nobody really cares about that. They They sell NFTs and you as the buyer don't know what you're actually buying. You don't know if like you can use this image 
and like share it even on your social media. Like you simply don't know that you do it, uh, but there's no legal framework behind that. And in the NFT maker version two, we definitely want to include like a way for artists to select which license uh, they attach to this NFT so that it's always extremely clear for everybody who buys this NFT or who sells this NFT, like what exactly they are owning. And that's like one of the key missing pillars that I think are, are like not really uh, looked at enough in the NFT space at the moment. So with that would one, if let's say I make a bunch of different arts would as what you're getting or saying or talking about is that if I make an artwork, it will recognize that I've made it. So if somebody copies it and puts it on there, then they'd be able to look and see that it wasn't me who originally, like who made that NFT. Yeah, that's exactly that. But also um, like when you make it, when you first create the NFT on NFT maker, then you will be able to select, okay, this artwork or this NFT stores the distribution rights for this image. So that everybody who owns this NFT can actually take the image and then, for example, sell it uh, or sell like copies of it or create like merchandise of it and, and stuff like that. And um, and that's that's like the key that I was getting at. Now for some more fun questions to help our viewers and listeners learn a little bit about you. What are some of the sure. coolest NFTs you have seen? Okay. Um, Okay, I'm not gonna mention any projects that I'm involved in. <laughs> so okay. I, I, I'm gonna start. Uh, I mean, the coolest one is definitely the Space Buds uh, NFT project because it was the first one. And um, Alessandro, the creator of it, is like a friend of mine at this point, and uh, he he basically invented NFTs on Cardano by himself, which yeah. is just amazing. And um, like there are some other really cool ones, like uh, the Claymates uh, dropped today, like a dropped a um, collaboration today oh. and there are there's a lot of interactive uh, nfts now coming out like stellar hood um, which is like this universe thing that you can actually click on buttons on well, i've seen even an nft of like a chessboard that you can actually that has like a built-in chess ai um, which is all stored on the blockchain which Jeez. is just blowing my <laughs> mind um, so there, there's some huge innovation going on in the, in the oh. NFT space oh wow Putting that much code in an NFT, wow! Yeah, it, it's it's very limited. You cannot like create unlimited uh, big transactions, so you have to be very smart about how much code and then what kind of code you want to put in there. So it's very very good. Okay, what would be your personal or favorite NFT right now, and why? I know that might have picked a little bit on the previous one, but if yeah. you had to give kind of like a favorite one. I have I have one specific NFT, um, and it's not even a project. It's just this one NFT, um, which I'm involved in myself, so it might be uh, biased. But it's the Unsight <laughs> Algorithm 0000, zero, zero, zero oh, NFT. Oh, I've um, seen that. You've seen that? Yeah, the yeah. computer-generated-looking ones? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the, the thing is, the 00, zero NFT holds the complete code for creating the other NFTs. So without that core building block all the other nfts wouldn't exist basically oh, wow. so um, and and the thing is it has it's completely black like it's it's completely black um and because it has no parameters but i truly believe that it will be one of the most important nfts in the 
Cardano space and it might be even like the highest sold one and um, it was only pulled like two days ago so I'm still a little bit excited about it so is uh, it but like, I, I truly think is it like the pretty much the father of all the other NFTs exactly so? that, okay. that's, that's the way to phrase it yeah oh wow okay I didn't know that part <laughs> yeah that's why I'm here for yeah <laughs> <laughs> um do you have a favorite NFT artist artist um I, I really like the the guy behind the Hoskinsons. Um, I think he did a great job. Uh, I also really like the Playmates, uh, uh, Playmates, Claymates um, yeah. NFTs because they're they're all made completely out of clay, which is like super cool, and they look amazing. And of course, I have to mention Alex uh, was also behind the Unsight algorithms. Um, was yeah. basically my my business partner at, on this project. So, yeah. No, it's all good. You can say your business partners or whatnot. It's like <laughs> I've done some interviews with some NFT makers and I would say their stuff is pretty good. And I know that might be biased, but it also might be I don't know other ones. So that falls on me, of course. For but, sure. I mean, there are so many NFT projects. It's, yeah. it's really hard to keep up, honestly. Um, what is your favorite style of NFT? So I know like the Hoskinsons kind of has like a Simpson style. And I know the clay one you're talking about has a like an artistic or clay artistic style. Yeah, I mean, um, I I really do like the the Simpsons collectible style thing. I mean, it's very similar to the uh, to the Space Buds original thing. But I also like um, the Claymate style, of course, because it's just something completely new. Um, I, I personally am very happy about the unsigs uh, because they're they're just so different um, and they're not comparable to any of the other nfts and they attract like a very different audience as well less of like the usual collectors and traders and more of like a classic art collector um, audience which is just blowing my mind i mean there are people who spend like a hundred thousand dollars on on these nfts <laughs> And like there are multiple of these huge collectors, um, which is amazing. And and it brought in like a completely new group uh, and they look awesome. Um, yeah, but there are, there are many, many cool projects. Um, I, I think interactive ones as well. Uh, if I, if I had to say like one specific style, then it's, it would probably be the interactive NFTs because they're uh, like where, where we're going and they're the, you know, innovation driven nft okay oh no from what you've explained with the chess one that sounds i need to yeah. find this like after this interview i'm gonna look for that i'm gonna send it to you if i can find it okay what would be the most idiosyncratic or odd nft you have seen on the nft maker platform oh there there have been some dick pics uh oh. <laughs> some nude art um so I mean Oof. that that's very <laughs> odd. Um, there have been a lot of people who just post selfies of them, which I personally really like. Um, there, there's one guy who who made an NFT of his cat, and now he's always talking in like the third person of himself and his cat and like it's it's very funny because it's he's always in my dms and like and then always attaching this nft to every single one of his messages uh that's awesome yeah, so there, there are many many great nfts i think okay um similarly i know you might have touched on this with this question but what is the funniest nft you have seen 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it the, might the be the cat. Is, is, <laughs> it, it might be the cat. Yeah. I mean, there are some other funny NFTs, um, but I, I think it has to be the cat. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in regards to use cases, what are your thoughts on some of the NFT based games that are being built on Cardano, such as Occulta Novelia and Cardania? Yeah, I think NFTs and uh, games are the perfect fit um, because the gamers are usually digital nomads and, and they know how to interact with digital stuff. So they, the entry barrier for them is very low in comparison to maybe non-gamers or non-digital like, people. So it makes a lot of sense to build NFTs for them. And of course, like from the utility standpoint, it, it's always... Um, difficult to say which NFT projects actually make sense. Um, I mean, there, there's, there are certain games that would make a lot of sense. For example, Diablo, um, where you can have like your, your armor and your items and stuff like that. And that's, that would be an NFT and you can easily trade it and maybe use in other games as well. But there are also, of course, some NFT projects, which are just capitalizing on the fact that NFTs sell go well and then they just say okay we make a game and like you can get this cool skin and it, it doesn't really have a lot of utility yeah. um so it really depends on the project honestly but there's huge potential there and i think there are many great projects uh, in cardano cardano already especially a uh, playament is one of my my favorites in that i did an interview with yeah. them just recently oh, i think that was third episode three yeah i talked with aiden oh. the Oh, everyone talks with Aiden. Yeah, yeah. Aiden is amazing. <laughs> oh, no, it was an absolute delight. And just the gaming, but just how people are able to move into the crypto space through gaming. I found that to be phenomenal because when I started, I didn't even know it could be used for gaming. I just knew Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, like that's all I'd know. Yeah. And so I had to learn I mean, blockchain on that. And then I'm like, we, we oh. all had to go through that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. This has been super informative, and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing, or how can people best support you and your team? Thank you. Um, it was really great talking to you, and I think the the main way to support us right now would be the upcoming uh, Catalyst proposal that we have. So, so we are currently in Project Catalyst Fund 5. Uh, registration for that is open a few more days, I think. And after that, voting will start. And we have like a proposal for creating the NFT Maker version 2. Um, we will, I, I'm going to be totally honest, we will create it either way, even if we don't get the funding. Mm -hmm. But fact of the matter is, um, we founded a company in Germany. Uh, it's expensive to found companies in Germany. And <laughs> yeah. we need some money to like really bring this to the next level and give us some stability and uh, are, be able to work on this full time, right? Yeah. So yeah, that that's like the main thing that I can just ask everyone to do, uh, vote for us. And besides that, just follow us on Twitter at NFTMaker.io. No, only, only NFTMaker, yeah. Okay. And of course, as everyone will see, We'll have all the links in the description to the Catalyst proposal as well. Um, I don't know about everyone else. I'm definitely going to be voting yes on that because I want to see it, the NFT space develop more. But again, oh, no problem. And of course, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of the day to talk with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, 
make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create a better podcast for you guys. Also, leave us a five-star review, and if you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo or send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also like to thank our two sponsors. First are our Patreons. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. Through our Patreon, we hold polls to decide who we should interview next, exclusive content, early access to episodes and videos, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and are looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That is Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.